0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk, the podcast where we believe that faith in God is key to unlocking everything you've been called for. And on this episode, we're talking about the five things you haven't been told about your imagination. Yes, the five, well, this is actually 10, but <laughs> the five things you haven't been told about your imagination. We're your co-host, Kevin Lushla and Donovan Donnell, and we're getting straight into it. Donovan, we talked about this a little bit in the past episode. We had three points already. Why are we continuing to talk about this topic? Topic
1: about the imagination. Man, the, the, the reason behind this carries forward, man. In order for you to weaponize your imagination, we have to know where we got it from and what was its intended purpose from the onset. And so, for every high performer with higher values out there, listen, the understanding of imagination is pivotal to bringing forth full potential or bringing forth any more potential that you may have inside of you. So, this conversation has to be had because in every industry that you find yourself in your imagination is going to be a tool that god is expecting you to use so that his will can be done in that place as it is in heaven amen well let's get into the first three points we talked about first creator is
0: in your dna point blank period god is a creator and he also created us in his image so therefore if you are breathing if you are a human on this earth you have creator in your DNA. It doesn't matter if you're in a creative industry or not. Two, your imagination was given to you so that God's will will be done, not your own. What that means is that if you're delighting yourself fully in the Lord and aligning yourself with him, then the desires of your heart become the desires of his heart. And now you have full access to the imagination that God put inside of you because you understand the manufacturer and the manufacturer's heart, who is God. And three, Sometimes imagination just isn't enough. You can imagine as much as you like, but if you're not putting your faith to the plow, then what good is it? You have to be able to utilize and work the plan. You have to be able to work the plan that God has called you for so that now your imagination has legs and feet to be seen by the world. Now we're going to get into our fourth point, which is just because your imagination comes from God doesn't mean that every thought is <laughs> I let me say that again because boy, what I when we first talked about this in Bible study this took me aback just because your imagination is from God doesn't mean that every thought is I mean D what do like why
1: why are we saying this this is a hard one to to swallow man I think it's personally in my life I've been exposed to this wondering like how can I be God's son if I think about these things how can I am I truly called and anointed if these thoughts cross my mind and I actually had to talk to a mentor once about this and he said listen just because it came to your mind doesn't mean it came from your heart or it came from God's mouth he, he reminded me of the attack of the enemy and how he tries to attack us on the battlefield of the mind and he helped me recognize that yo this is just the enemy trying to s- submit a virus into my system you you know, like on a computer, somebody sends you a, an email and you open it up and you start looking into it and it's a virus, it gets you in the system and it jacks your whole system up. It's the of same course. thing that the enemy's trying to do with thoughts. He's trying to get these unbiblical, ungodly, limiting, lying thoughts. He's trying to get them in your mind and get you to meditate on them, get you to open the application up so it can have access to the rest of your system and therefore cause your demise. And that's why I think this conversation is so important to recognize the, the sneak attack of the enemy. Oh, dude, I
0: love that analogy. We cannot let the virus of deceit come in and mess up our whole system. Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. Listen to this. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruits of his doing. Mm. Isn't that crazy? God says, I know your heart is deceitful. I know you are wicked. This is what happens when sin comes into the world. Sin came through Adam, And because of that, we all have this same virus. But God Almighty, with his grace and love and the joy that he had for man, decided to give of himself because the imagination he had being with his kids. Mm. He came and died a painful death and gave us access fully to heaven through grace. So that now we have the power to do exactly this. In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, listen to this, Donovan. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ.
1: (laughs) You know what's powerful about that verse, man? It didn't say ignore the thoughts you don't like. Oh, it said take every thought captive. And line it up with God's word. Wow. That it doesn't exceed. Like, I think that's been one of the things that I've done in my life. Like, oh, that can't be God. I don't like that. No, no, no. God, God this, this is tactical. This is, you know, army tactical. God said, take it captive. It's almost like, you know, you, uh, um, uh, what is it called? Like a, a prisoner of war. You take this thought, you put it in the interrogation room and say, who sent you? What, what insecurity did you get in from? What lie? What part of my lineage did you gain access into my mind? And we say, nah. I understand where you came from now, and my, I'm not only going to hold you captive and cast you aside and replace God's words where you were, I'm also going to find the root door that you came in through and destroy that as well. Now I can start fasting and praying for that area of my life as well, man. That's, I, I love this, man. I love this topic. It shows you. You know what, though? What's awesome
0: about that? And I, and, and I, I don't know if people will, will take this language well, but God is ruthless. When it comes to his kids and when it comes to sin and the imagination he's given us, look, you the young professional, you the creative, you the entrepreneur, you have to be ruthless about protecting your mind. That is the place where weakness starts to crumble, everything God has called you for. And we cannot allow that to be any part of our system. I know what happens to all of us, doubt, fear, Maybe it's an excuse. We talked about that in the last episode. But whatever it takes to fortify your mind, God is asking you to be strong. He's asking you to be an army general and attack with everything inside of you. But now, Donovan, with that, man, how do you know when a thought comes from God? And how do you know when a thought mm-hmm. is coming from your flesh?
1: <laughs> you know what, what, what that question reminds me of? It reminds me of David. When David went to give his brothers lunch, and he heard what the Philistine Goliath was saying and doing, and he looked, he was. In, when I hear the story of David, I'm, I imagine him looking around like, y'all know that that's that's blasphemy. Y'all know that he's not speaking God's word. Y'all know that what he's saying is not true. Y'all know that, like, who are you, you filthy Philistine? I have got to approach those thoughts in my mind the same way that David approached Goliath. God will deliver you into my hands and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you down and cut your head off and make a statement to my entire lineage. And so for me, and the way that I identify if a word is from God or if it's not very practical, if I can't find it in God's word, then it's not from him. God confirms to me what he's already said to me through his word. And so for me, I got to find scripture to stand on. If that scripture is coming, and, and, and again, it's not like, oh, just the thoughts that I like. Some things are come as correction. Some, some thoughts come as correction. And if I see it in God's word where he's showing me like, look, this is where you're going astray, then that's how I know it's from him. He's, it's going to be some kind of verse in scripture to compliment it or to confirm it, which is why it's important that we know his word.
0: Oh, okay. I, yo, I love that. Because what you also then have to do with that is purify your understanding of the Word of God because Satan is cunning. Our hearts are deceitful. And we can take scripture and make it be utilized in any way, shape, or form without understanding the context. And now it is for our fleshly desires. So my question then, let's go a little bit deeper. How do you know when you're taking scripture and not making it for God, but you're probably making it for you?
1: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Look, relationships take work. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. But what about when it comes to us? Do we give ourselves that same treatment? Look, I go to the gym. I meditate in the morning. I'll go for a long drive and listen to my favorite playlist often because I care about me and I've learned how essential it is for my happiness and my joy and my fulfillment in life. Look, this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to take care of your most important relationships. Relationship, and that's the one you have with yourself Whether it's hitting the gym Making time for your haircut Or even trying therapy You are your greatest asset So invest time and effort into yourself Like you do for other people Once a month I sit down with my therapist And he walks me through some of the traumas I've experienced as a child And helps me to experience more freedom A liberation happens every time I go to therapy And I recognize that helps me with my relationship with me And it helps my relationship with everyone around me BetterHelp is online therapy that offers Video, phone, and even live chat sessions With your therapist So you don't have to see anyone on camera If you don't want to It's much more affordable than in-person therapy And you can be matched with a therapist In under 48 hours Give it a try And see why over 2 million people Have used BetterHelp Online Therapy This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp And Imagine Faith listeners Get 10% off their first month At betterhelp.com Slash Imagine Faith That's betterhel Dot Slash Flash, imagine faith. I think that the word says that um, God's Word is confirmed in the mouth of two or three witnesses this for me brings into the play of accountability partners how important it is to have accountability partners and mentors or covering someone you can go to people you can go to and go to god in prayer if there is confusion because god says i'm not the author of confusion if you lack understanding knowledge ask me and i'll give it and i think that in the community is where we can gain different perspectives to see it from a different light because I, it's nothing like a good accountability partner telling me like don you believe that because that's what you want to believe because it it serves a purpose that you want. But what is God's will? You know, what is truly God's will? So that just reminds me of like, the deeper questions you just asked the importance of having mentors, accountability partners, and a covering in your life that you can go to and hash this thing out.
0: Ugh, that's good. I love that. I mean, I think about it sometimes with money. When I was starting off in the, in the music industry, and I think, and I'll say this because I think it stems from the root of comparison. Mm. I was seeing what other people had, and I wanted that. And so I'm looking at the Bible and I say, oh, the blessing of the Lord making the man rich. So of course I'm supposed to be rich. Oh my gosh. But it came from the root of comparing myself to somebody else's success. And the driving factor of comparison made me want to accomplish. Where that has nothing to do with who God is. Mm. I'm an apple. That person's an orange. Praise God for the success. But I'm an apple. How am I supposed to be an orange? I can't be that. I'm not saying that success or wealth can't be for me, but I definitely can't do it with the same genetic, cultural, makeup background that they have. I'm wanting something because of my flesh and not just enjoying the pureness and beauty of who God is. Because I feel like out of there, Can your imagination flourish? And you can start thinking things you've never thought before. And now when you imagine those beautiful things because you're purified from the comparison of the world. When you make it. When you have success. Mm. I'm saying it's a God story. Had nothing to do with anybody here, there, anywhere. I was focused on my mission. Mm. And that's it. That came from God's imagination to my imagination. Because we're connected now.
1: That's why it's important that we have this conversation to see the tie-in between weaponizing your imagination and maximizing your uniqueness. If ever you find yourself going down a path that causes you or requires you to diminish your uniqueness, it's fair to question, is this from God? That is why our conversation, high performers with higher values, weaponizing your imagination, maximizing your uniqueness, they go hand in hand. And these are the kind of conversations that help you see that you don't have to sacrifice. You don't have to sacrifice. You don't have to sacrifice your uniqueness to have success.
0: Bro, 100%. When you're comparing you to somebody else, when you're not focused on the lane that God gave you, when you're, you're not focused on the uniqueness that you have... I think what that does is that it creates anxiety and fear. And you cannot use your imagination from a state. Sorry, let me say it like this. I don't think you can maximize the beauty of the imagination that God had manufactured for you from a state of anxiety. This is why I think it says Philippians 4, 6. I'm reading this right now. Do not be anxious about anything, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that the whole point? God wants us to live peacefully. God God wants us to live free so that the beauty of this imagination can open up and you can see the things of God. How can you do that by being anxious?
1: That's so freeing, man. That's so freeing, and it just reminds me, it just reminds me of God, the yeah. work that Jesus is doing when he came is still happening, setting the captives free. And we're hoping, we're hoping that's what's happening through this podcast, that the captives are being set free and that the sight is being restored to the blind. Through these paradigm shifts that God has given us to give to our generation, we're hoping that we'll see more of a release of the potential, more of a release of the anointing, and more of an appreciation for uniqueness so that that exact thing that God has called you to do right where you are, you'll allow it to happen by faith.
0: Mm. Well, bro, I think that gets us to our fifth point. It's a perfect transition. You're trying to be set free. Your imagination can save your life. Now, I know that sounds radical. Your imagination can save your life. I think that's exactly what the word of God says. Your imagination now has the opportunity to take you out of circumstances and imagine outcomes that you cannot physically see. That is faith. I want to read a story to you by, by, by Viktor Frankl. Before we get into these verses, Viktor Frankl, I want to read this. Man's Search for Meaning is a book that he wrote, chronicling his experiences in concentration camps in Nazi Germany. Now, in this book, he's describing his psychotherapeutic method to survive in the camps. He found that if he had a positive purpose of living, he was able to withstand all of the sabotage from Nazi Germany. All the sabotage and negative consequences from his oppressor. And from there, he fixated on a completely different outcome. That was the difference between life and death. In his book, it reads this. Everything can be taken from a man But one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. This is coming from a man who lived in the absolute worst of times. And he was able to survive compared to his compatriots who couldn't. Because he realized he needed that positivity to imagine a completely different outcome that gave him life. Your imagination can save your life.
1: Yeah, man. I've had a a situation in my life, a health issue that a doctor was trying to help me navigate. That was a point in time in my life where God made it clear to me that your beliefs impact your biology. So I could have looked at this situation the doctor was telling me about and said, well, this this is the end of me. This is how it ends. And if I would've believed that and said that internally to myself, my brain would've just followed suit. Your brain, doesn't, your brain doesn't really see, oh, this is what you're imagining, this is your reality, this is your circumstance, this is what God says. The brain is not that. That's what the mind does. The brain is just following what the mind chooses to believe. The brain could've told the whole body, well, let's shut down. The owner said, that's it for us. But instead, I looked at my situation and I prayed and I got in God's word and I recognized that by his stripes that I'm healed, And that if I was allowed to face this circumstance, it was so that I could conquer it and overcome it and make a change in my lineage. This thing had existed in my family, in my lineage, and it got in through somebody's door, but it could stop with me if I fix my mind on what God said over anything else. Not only am I saving my life, I have the potential to save the lives of others in my lineage. And so I did. I changed my mind and I started believing that this wasn't the end of me, it was the end of this curse. In my lineage, and that it was the beginning of something new and flourishing for those who will come after me. And my biology lined up with it. So, my body, which was made by God, did what God intended for it to do, which started healing itself. But it did take me taking practical actions in my diet, my nutrition, and my daily routine to partner with what my biology was doing instead of being an enemy against what my body was doing. So, I mean, I just really believe that it does start in the battlefield of the mind. Don't let the Enemy convinced you to believe that it's your end when God said this is the beginning. Don't allow the enemy to make you believe that you can't do it in this place when God said this is exactly where I called you to. Psalm 77, 19 says, Your way led through the sea, a way that no one knew was there. And God will reveal these things to you through your imagination, and you just got to apply your faith to it at that point to see something miraculous happen. Golly,
0: bro, that is your story is a perfect testimony of the third point, right? Imagining sometimes is just not enough. And this verse that we were going to bring up in this topic, Proverbs 23, 7, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your imagination saved your life, Donovan. That's exactly what just happened. Man, what your example brought up for me is uh, an example that I have in my own life of stage fright. I I think there are times that if you allow stage fright to overtake you, which I've had all my life. And I really mean that. Even to this day, it's like, oh my gosh, you play with pentatonics in arena tours. Yeah, that does not mean I don't go on stage and have stage fright. I still have it. But once again, as a man thinketh, so is he. What I had to do was realize that this feeling, I liken it unto to the force. This is just now an energy, I can make this energy go positively, or I can make this energy go negatively. Now, if I allow it to be thought of as anxiety, now my, the force overtakes me and I can't control it, right? Darth Vader now takes over Luke Skywalker because he's let the, the darkness come in. Mm. But now if I take the energy and make it light, and I say, oh my gosh, hi, high energy, hi, old friend, Oh, this is the this is exactly what I need to be able to do what I'm called to do. Now I feel like Luke Skywalker or Obi-Wan Kenobi the way I'm moving my hands. But that's exactly how I feel. Now this energy, I get to wield to my own power. Mm. I get to wield in the way that God called me to imagine it. And now not only do I save myself before I go on stage, before I guess in a way save my life, but now I can fully tap into who God is and hopefully utilize my gift to save others. That's the whole point. Jesus. Huh. That's what it is, man.
1: Jesus. I mean, I say la, right? Say la, bro. Say la. <laughs> my God, when you think about the impact of what we're talking about right now, saving your life and potentially being the the thing that saves the lives of others that are around you, it helps you understand how important this conversation is, how needed this conversation is for every high performer with higher values out there who feels like they've been called to do something specific by God. Understand how much faith is going to require you to walk in to see that thing come to fruition, but also understand that you have every bit of faith it's going to take And these key nuggets are going to be things that will help you overcome those hurdles, that are going to help prevent you from the self-sabotage, that are going to expose the lies and the tactics of the enemy so that you can respond accordingly and not lose ground every time something that you didn't expect comes into play. So then the Imagine Faith Talk Challenge for this episode. Take a radical inventory
0: of your mind, of what you're imagining. Look through the inventory of your mind and ask yourself, Have I allowed every single thought be captive to God? Am I allowing myself to affirm that creator is in my DNA? Am I planning the work so that my imagination has a plan to work out of? Think about those things and put a plan in motion so that you can tackle the enemy. Remember, we gotta be militaristic when it comes to this. Nobody can stop us except for ourselves. We will not allow the enemy to overtake us. We have the resources. As Donovan always says, you say this, man. We have the full participation of heaven. Mm.
1: Donovan, before we go, I have a question for
0: you. Which point impacted you the most?
1: All right, man. The point that impacted me the most was just because your imagination is from God doesn't mean that every thought is. That's like subconscious warfare. It's just reminding me that the enemy is going to try to attack me on an identity level and a belief level. And if I can meet on that battleground with God's word, I can destroy a lot of, I can destroy that tree before it spreads any branches and any fruit in my life. So I really, I really like that one because, you know, it's just, it's the depth of it for me, like differentiating between, oh, the enemy tried to stow away on this voyage thought that wasn't from God so that it can penetrate my system and jack me up. That was, that was, that was a huge point. That was, that was huge for me, man. I, I just love that one. What about you?
0: Yo, I would say actually two points. The first point and the fifth point. I say the first point because with creator being in your DNA, sometimes as a creative in a creative industry, I sometimes go through dry spells. I can't tell you guys enough out there mm-hmm. how many dry spells I go through. Where I feel like, um, God, do I have what it takes to be doing my job, the one that you gave me? Because I don't have it right now. I have nothing in me to create. And that's when I have to realign myself with God and, 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 and meditate, once again, do not be anxious. Breathe and put myself in a space where I can finally reconnect with God again and remember, oh, wait, creator is in your DNA. I think it's sometimes it's in that space where you're you're free that God's freedom comes in through the imagination and you're and you can do what you're called to do. And that last one, man, I I can't tell you how many times I feel anxious or or unsure of myself because of mistakes I make as a father or as a husband or or, or in, in my work with my teammates. And I have to remind myself, Kevin, you have grace. Don't let the thoughts and the mistakes of your past crumble you and cripple you. Think, this is my launch point for growth. And when I finally do that, I get militaristic again. And I can battle the devil and battle my own self so that God may reign here.
1: Hey Amen, bro. This was the one. Yo. We needed this. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We hope you all loved this episode. Remember,
0: you have everything you need. Your imagination is a gift given to you by God. It just takes faith to the plow to utilize and maximize what it gave you. We love you all and remember that love transforms you, purpose defines you, and impact activates you by faith. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Imagine Faith Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be on our journey with us, then there's a few things you can do. First, subscribe so you can know when the next episode drops and share it with a few people you think would enjoy it as well. Second, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the bottom of our website, www.ImagineFaithTalk.com and send us comments, prayer requests, or tell us topics you'd like to hear on the podcast, or even questions you love us to answer third join our imagine faith talk club on clubhouse this is a space where you can connect with other like-minded individuals and the rooms are hosted and led by members of our leadership team you can see a schedule for when our rooms go live on our club or on our website and finally follow us on socials at imagine faith talk it's all one word we love you all and we'll see you on the next episode